Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of every of everyone's favorite wall crawling menace. Done this ninety five times. You think I'd, I'd know it by now? Anyway, and we're do, we're talking about everyone's favorite wall crawling menace and his uh, Brooklyn Brooklyniest corner. That was terrible. I apologize. Uh, corner of the Marvel Universe. I'm your host JJ Hodges, and today. I am joined by a uh, first-timer on this show, one of the always-hold-on-to Arrow, Star Wars, sometimes Smallville guys. It's Kev Chillis. Thanks so much hey, for man. being here, Kev. Ah, no problem. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I, I I always enjoy coming on a show soon after Lance, just so everyone can see just how more knowledgeable about everything he is than I am. <laughs> He, you know, it's it's a it's very much a, a little bit of a Peter Parker, Miles Morales thing, isn't it? Mentor, mentee type of thing. Look, Lance is the beauty and brains of that podcast. Okay, I'm just there. <laughs> You're just, I'm there. just there, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, everybody's got their part. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I play my role fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> um. So I am very excited today. Uh, this is Kev's first time on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so a couple of quick questions for you. Um, when were you first bitten by the ra- the irradiated spider? Or, you know, when, when did your Spider-Man fandom start? Uh, well, I, I, I do have childhood memories of watching uh, the Spider-Man cartoons on Fox on Saturday mornings. And, of course, uh, I'm old enough to... Uh, have seen the original movies when they came out <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and got hooked there. Uh, it's, it's funny because this particular Spider-Man that we're talking about being miles, I knew little to nothing about uh, when he was created. I was kind of out of comics and um, I was, you know, in the military and doing things. So I didn't keep up with it. And my biggest, probably miles Morales introduction would have been the recent Spider-Man games. <laughs> and okay. of course, of course the 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 amazing animated movies yes but uh yeah no um and i i think i think i'm your average spider-man fan he's awesome i loved him in the mcu movies uh and Mm -hmm. i grew up watching the cartoon um and this late in my i want to say late in my life but you know i'm in my 30s now i'm just now really starting to dive into comics so uh it's been really it was really fun to get into these here because Mm -hmm. i never i never read these at all (laughs) so it was really good I I haven't read these since they came out, so this is about seven years ago uh, for yeah. me. Um, so I'm very excited. So I was very excited to jump back in, and I figured it was uh, a good starting point for you because this is when, uh, literally, when Miles got into um, was in the Marvel universe proper, as opposed to the Ultimate universe. Um, so yeah, I was definitely so ha- had to do some background research on that because okay. uh i was i was looking into it and i know that um and i'm sure you're going to admit you know say this but when i got to in- the end of the fifth issue the sixth one was like secret wars 2 and i was like oh that sounds interesting but i don't mm-hmm. know anything about or civil war 2 i was like i don't have no idea what's going on and so i had to like google and learn that like yeah this was 
of you know the Ultimate Universe like had like a multiversal. Please, comic fans, go easy on me. Like this multiversal, <laughs> like crazy thing, yeah. and uh, it was like a reintroduction to them. And I, it, yeah, you were right. The, the suggestion you made was spot on. It was a great starting off point for me because uh, mm-hmm. now I'm really interested in reading this run. <laughs> it, I mean, it. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, who who wrote this and you know created Miles with Sarah mm-hmm. Pacelli back in like 2011, I want to say, uh, 10 or 11. I'm pretty sure 11. Um, as you can imagine, there was plenty of controversy over having oh, yeah. a, a black Spider-Man um, because, you know, it, God forbid black people exist, <laughs> whether in real life or in comic books, and yeah, <laughs> take, no, take, no, take I, over I, the mantle. Of, yeah, you know, it, it's just, it's, I, I remember thinking, because I, you know, and Lance and I talked about this in a previous episode, we talked about like the, the first run of Miles Morales in the Ultimate Universe. Um I remember seeing those promo images because the first image we really ever saw of him, he was in kind of a makeshift Spider-Man costume, like in into the Spider-Verse. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, but his face was obscured and there were rumors that it was going to be uh, a black kid or, you know, or whatever. And, and then they showed the artwork where he's in his black costume. And I thought that was so cool looking, which Peter actually says, I think in this story and in other stories, he says, it's not fair that you have a cooler costume than I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he, he, he does. I, th- yeah. There's a reason, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and, and I remember just thinking, and, and what I've always felt when, you know, th- there's a, a, a young girl, a young black girl who takes over for Iron Man. And mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, again, another Bendis creation. It's it just, there's always this just backlash that n- I never understand. I'm just like, okay, first of all, Y'all sound like idiots. Secondly, it's they're not real, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know for me personally, especially, especially you know, especially being a parent. Yes. Uh, seeing uh my my kids, Spider Man for them is Miles Morales, and it's yes. not because I force fed them just Miles over Peter. It's just they saw Miles Morales and he looks like them. And that's mm-hmm. the coolest identifier. I don't know how many years I spent being Batman for Halloween and I got yep. told everywhere I went, Batman's not black. And I'm like, I know, but I like Batman. Um, so, you know, th- th- there is something to be said with identifying with characters that you love um, and, you know, representation. All these things are great. They matter. Uh, but I think that um, for a majority audience, you know, when there's minority characters being introduced, they have this initial barrier where they're like, I can't identify with them. Uh, if that is the case, just try to remember that everyone else has to identify with the other characters. Clark Kent is the ideal superhero. Yep. Looks nothing like me. Batman, one right. of the coolest superheroes, looks nothing like me. That didn't stop me from enjoying these characters. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, it's just, you know, if people, when people get bent out of shape about things like that, uh, this just a little stark reminder. This is what it's like to be uh, a minority in these situations where you don't always get a choice uh, right. or your backlash is not even taken seriously, <laughs> you know? It, so, it, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's always just this, you know, it's, it's a bunch of loud idiots. It's a minority. I, they're a minority. I mean, uh, because I mean, look at miles's popularity starring in two yeah. of the, two of the most successful movies of all time, one of the most successful video games of all time, mm-hmm. you know, being, um, you know, it, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a whole, 
it's a whole other conversation we could yeah, have about like, that. Like most things, there's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot more in-depthness to it. Uh, at face value, it does just appear that some people just don't like having things their way. <laughs> and, sure. and like you said, and, and, and that is an important part that uh, that I really like to, like to remind because, you know, I'm raising six minority children. <laughs> so uh, anytime you hear stuff like that, it's like, yeah, um, just just remember that um, uh, this is this is this 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 is for you this is for your enjoyment don't let people take that away from you because if you do then you won't enjoy anything you know yeah. and uh like you brilliantly said it is a minority um i know the internet makes everyone seems like everyone is saying everything but it really just is a minority of people saying yeah. that so uh we can't let them ruin comics or or great characters so we won't <laughs> right right it you know and uh it's funny because I remember an Oscar bit, I think from five or six years ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, I'm watching my cat be naughty right now. Don't <laughs> knock over my chili cans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He'll make many cameo appearances throughout the episode. It's um, all good. My cat, I have a cat. We've had a cat for seven years and I don't think he ever interacts with me. He doesn't, I'm too big. When I move around a oh. house, he runs away. So I don't, I don't <laughs> get to hang out with my cat. My daughter I, gets to hang out with him. <laughs> I don't, I don't have that problem because I, you know, I, how, how tall are you? Six, three. Oh, geez. I'm like, five yeah. seven, so yeah, <laughs> you tower over me. So there you go. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. an Oscar bit uh, where they were talking about different uh, like filmmakers of uh, people of color that were coming into the scene. I believe it was when um, Kamal and Johnny's film, um, the big sick came out. If you yep. ever seen that film, I have yep. uh, great film. And he talked about, and he kind of was making fun of people who like say like, oh, why do you need to make a movie about this type of person? You know, he, you know, or how is my kid supposed to relate to that if we're white? He said the same way I related to Indiana Jones when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> you, you just kind of get the hell over yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's just something, you know, um <clears throat> You know, to stay on this topic for just another minute here is just it's just something I think white people just don't understand. You know? Yeah, I I, I think I, I think what's helpful for people who have difficulty with this is it's not necessarily the color that we're trying to represent. It's more so the culture of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um. So you know, when you see Miles, you got a half black, half Hispanic kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. That you know, uh, in this particular series that we read, we get to meet his Hispanic grandmother. Mm. Um the those features uh you know he has he has he has a black father who has a brother who's in trouble who's you know who's who's been in and out of jail uh yep. it, it that culture is something that is a real culture it's an interesting thing to know and it's an it's an it's an avenue that you would never see unless miles morales existed yes uh i can relate to a lot of cultural things in these comics because they're black and I'm black and black people have a culture. It's not necessarily just our skin color. So, um, yeah, you know, I just, you know, just try to think of it in, in, in terms like that when people are having difficulties getting past the color of someone well, it's like, no, what's the culture behind it? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, am not, um, uh, a middle Eastern, but I love learning about Kamala Khan and seeing her family yeah. and how they do things and, you know, getting interested in that culture. Otherwise I would never know. So, yeah. uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with seeing different cultures also being glorified as heroes uh, yeah. because a lot of cultures don't get a chance to see that. So 
um, especially in our country's history. So it's 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 always I'm always the older I I, w- I would say as a, as a younger man, I probably would have had a more. I don't know, blah, attitude. kind of like Miles in this comic book a little bit. Like, I don't want to be known as the black Spider-Man. Yes, but, yes. But as I've gotten older, it's like I can understand him saying I just want to be Spider-Man. But also it's important that he is black and Spider-Man. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I think it's just as you get older, you appreciate that more because you understand the the, the context behind why it's happening in the first place, you know? Yes, uh, I, I totally understand. And I do want to get into that a little bit later, the, the idea of him not wanting to be the, the black Spider-Man, because I, yeah. I did want to ask you about that. Um, but uh, but first, a couple quick questions here. Um, so you're, you're a fan of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume you play, you, yeah. you want to play with different That's, skins, right? Yes. Like different suits. Do you have a favorite suit that you like to play? Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I do like just his OG. I kept switching to the into the Spider Verse look. Uh, in in the games, you yeah. can actually change it to look like the Spider Verse games. And when my boys uh, are watching me, I have to do that. Like, sure, that's what they want to see because of the movies. But no, um, I just, I, I am a big. I, this is kind of weird, but like every time in a superhero movie or a comic or a show where they have the first prototype outfit, where they're like wearing tennis shoes and like a like a basketball jersey and like a skateboard <laughs> helmet. Sure. I like that because it's like that's how I would do it because I don't have access to like tack military <laughs> gear. Right. So it it is it is really fun to see like um so I know Miles Morales has a very like like prototype Peter Parker ripoff costume where he's wearing like Nike's and he has like knee pads. Yeah. I, I typically go with like something that looks silly because I don't know, Spider-Man just kind of seems to fit. Like Spider-Man should look like New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I uh, get that. I, I kind of I kind of like him looking less, you know, Avengers, you know, big superhero flashy costume. I'm kind of more of a down to earth. Well, yeah, know, with the me, give me a hoodie the, and I'm like, let's do it, you know. <laughs> well, with the mask that just you know does the nanobot thing. Yeah, you, no, which I, I, I I'm not a fan of those. I, those yeah, got over real quick. <laughs> I I miss the dramatic reveals of um of the uh I miss the dramatic reveals of like pulling the mask off and everything like that. Yes, yes. Um, those are, yeah, I, I don't know, like, uh, I loved, um, you know, uh, No Way Home for doing that. You know, when Andrew Garfield shows up, he rips the mask off. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, I mean, the theater was roaring, lost you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that just, it wouldn't have been the same if it had been like, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, obviously, you know. Because you know, Lance and I talk about this all the time, and in, in, in one of our other pods we're on, like I get why they do it, like budget wise. Sure. But there's that little bit of element to superhero. Was like, who's the man under the mask, not who's the man behind the nanobots making a mask? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, so, yes. Uh, it, it is often cool to just see them rip the mask off and like that. And like, you don't get the Peter Parker, uh, you know, the the the, the OG Spider movies, the, the 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 mask ripped all open and his eye poking out, or yeah. you know. In in this es- in these issues we read, if if Miles had a nano suit mask, one of the biggest you know details of the of the of the run wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have noticed he was black, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, or brown or brown skinned as as they call him in the thing because they don't know if he's black or not. You know, right, right. <laughs> um, so uh, real quick before we dive into the story, mm-hmm. uh, uh, throughout, do you have a favorite uh, Spider-Man character? You know, other than. Let's say other than than Peter or even Miles, anybody that jumps out to you. 
so from from uh I really like Mary Jane. <laughs> uh I Everybody know she got a lot Mary of, Jane. <laughs> she got she <laughs> so was, many people say Mary Jane. She, she got she got a lot of flack in the games. That's why I felt like she needed to have a little little step before because I sure. yeah, she can take she can take down soldiers <laughs> by herself uh if she wants to. No, but um uh I I I I've really uh I really want to know more about black cat i don't know much about her i know her from the games and i know that in this iteration of the game she's had a past relationship with peter yeah and i see her in this one and she seems formidable in this so i'm like okay this isn't she's not because unfortunately from my limited knowledge of the comic runs and you see black cat you're kind of like oh it's a Catwoman ripoff which maybe she is i don't know but <laughs> i do i do uh <laughs> i do find myself uh enjoying those types of characters so um any kind of master thief in a tight black outfit you know you got me <laughs> you, know, you can't argue with that and and plus the in the the animated series and i've said this before in the show the uh jennifer hale playing the voice i mean just you know she talks like i, I watch it now and i'm just like i might need a minute alone with just the voice <laughs> you know <laughs> jennifer hale uh if i'm not mistaken i i, I also believe that she voiced uh the fem the female shepherd in the mass effect series <laughs> okay i played through the entire series because i i'm pretty sure i hope i hope i'm right here uh because i, I love her voice acting <laughs> oh I she's i mean she's i think she's better yeah. than the male ship there there's my hot take for mass effect anyway <laughs> <laughs> i uh you know you you might be the you have more about mass effect than i do i i think i only know that some of the characters are blue in it so. <laughs> oh yeah no um, i'm a big mass effect nerd <laughs> there you go <laughs> um so we are talking um, Spot uh, uh, Spider-Man uh, Volume One Miles Morales today, which was published from uh, February 2016 to June 2016, written by Brian Michael Bendis. My, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm a little tired, so my words are all smucking up today. Penciled by Sarah Pacelli, inked by Sarah Pacelli and Gaetano, Gaetano Carlucci. Colored by uh, Justin Ponzer, rest in peace. He passed away a few years ago, oh. um, and lettered by Corey Petit. Um, so, uh, like I said, I you know I had reached out to you before, like because I you know we I love talking to you and getting and giving you homework. Essentially, you know we've done this on the other show a couple <laughs> no, times. I, I need it. I, I I'm not when I tell people like give me comic suggestions because I it's it's too vast for me, guys. Like it's it's really intimidating. Uh, as an outsider trying to get into it, it. if you guys got great suggestions for me toss them to me people have and I've, I've been it's been a lot of dc stuff though because you know arrow and you know a lot of those sure. things so i don't typically get a lot of marvel suggestions well um i uh, you know is having started this show i've delved into you know spider-man from you know from amazing fantasy 15 to uh some of the more recent stuff um you know i i try to keep up with the you know the the new number ones that are coming out and do reviews on those um and it's 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 tough because you know it's every now and then you have a you know in this case you know seven years ago there was a new spider-man number one and it's and it, it's all marvel is really notorious and frankly annoying for doing <laughs> the constant like renumbering but it, it is helpful in in our situation i can reach yeah. out to you and go hey well this is a good jumping on point and and plus like uh, you know the best part about this story in my opinion is the covers you know you get yeah you get miles holding cap shield you know him and uh kamala khan showing off their powers and um <clears throat> and just you know the dynamic 
first issue cover, yeah. you know, him leaping through the city. It's just, and I don't know, like Spider-Man just has really cool covers, you know? <laughs> um, and it's, and it's funny because I remember my sister and I go into the comic book store and, and she's a little bit like you where she, you know, she picks up stuff every now and then, or I'll suggest something to her. Um, you know, she's mainly like a, you know, like Batman, uh, Spider-Man type of person. And we were at the comic book store and she's like, Hey, this is a really cool cover. I'm going to buy this because I like the cover. She's yeah. like, is that, is that normal to do? I'm like, that is a hundred percent normal. I do that yeah. shit all the time. <laughs> and I bought, you know, I mean, how many variant covers do I have? So I have like three or four, sometimes way more of the same comic just because the covers are different. You know? yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it's just the, you know, she's like, is that nerd normal? I'm like hundred percent. So you're doing just fine. <laughs> the difference is, is that, that you're buying out of the dollar bin, whereas I'm <laughs> buying the seven or eight dollar <laughs> variants. <laughs> that's why the, that's why the covers exist. Like that, like you, you, every cover should strive to have someone pick it up and buy it purely based off the cover. You know, yes. like uh, so. Yeah, no, I'm 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 all for that. I, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to I'm trying to write a fantasy novel, and I'm having my daughters draw the cover for me, oh. uh, just because I'm hoping that you know. Uh, cause they're, they're talent. They're way more talented than I was when I was drawing. So I'm interested to see what they do, but I was like, yeah, basically I was like, uh, my daughter who, uh, one of my daughters is really interested in my stories and the other daughter isn't really, but she's going to try to draw the cover. And I was like, just if what cover would make you want to grab the book? And she's like, okay. And she went off and she's working on that. So uh, how old is she? She's 11. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have an 11 and 13 year old daughter. They're working on my covers. <laughs> That's that is so cool, though. Um, I it's one of the, the joys of being a parent is being able to share these things with with your kids, yeah. you know, and and like like uh, like today, for example, uh, you know, my daughter and I, we watched the the two Spider-Verse movies a bunch of times mm -hmm. slightly against her will, because I'm like, we're watching Across the Spider-Verse tonight. <laughs> but uh, but, you know, she she gets into it. She loves uh, she loves Spider-Gwen and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, or also known as Ghost Spider in the comics, which I think admittedly is a stupid name. But you know, <laughs> um, but anyway, she um, uh, I asked her, I was like, who's your favorite Spider-Man? And she said, Spider and she said, Ghost Spider. I'm like, good answer. And then uh, and then I, I've always told her that the um, Sunflower song on the 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 album for the first movie mm -hmm. is uh, because you know it's post Malone and, and like the other guy, I forget his name. But uh, she always asked who sings it. And I said, it's Spider-Man, you know, because Miles is singing it at the beginning of the yeah. film. But I love that this was her answer today. Uh, I said, or because she was like, who's singing? And I said, it's Spider-Man. She said, which one? I'm like, I love that. I yeah, love that there, there's cool. there's a choice now, you know? <laughs> that That is one of, I think that is one of my favorite aspects of Spider-Man is that they're both Spider-Man and mm -hmm. I love like it's, it's, it's so simple, but it's so incredible, incredibly powerful for Peter Parker to be like, no, that's Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, wow. That, like, I, like, yeah. that, And I, I, I don't know how well that would work with other characters, mm -hmm. but I think because he is a minority, that's why it's such a powerful thing because yes. he's kind of letting the readers know like, no, this is Spider-Man too. Like this isn't the knockoff. This isn't, the the substitute he actually has cooler powers and a better costume <laughs> <laughs> yes yes spider-man too you know so it's, it's just kind of cool it's uh and and i think what what was great about this this particular era of marvel comics you know there was uh sam wilson was captain america mm -hmm. jane foster was thor 
uh, Riri Williams was at least on the rise as uh, Ironheart. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, Kamala Khan was introduced. You know, mm-hmm. these are, and, and these are sort of just, this wasn't the, the Avengers of the 60s, right? This yeah. represented a much more diverse and frankly, a more realistic version of these heroes um yeah because they, they they're not they're not all a bunch of rich white guys getting together you know it's like, it's like uh i i didn't i didn't go to i didn't visit new york city until i was in my 30s but it's like uh i remember just being like new york is clearly as a kid new york is the most protected city in the world because every superhero is from there sure. and once you go there it's like have you like for people who are like oh i don't like all these diverse characters like have you been to new york city like have you seen mm-hmm. what that city is it like the superheroes that you're talking to reflect what you're going to see in that city. Exactly. Um, and, and that's why it's cool. Yeah. Uh, rich white guys are, are, are awesome. Who doesn't love a rich white guy saving the world, but it's also cool to have some local well, people in, in, in <laughs> theory, because rich, rich white guys in real life suck. So, Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what, what, a, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes to make with people, uh, it's like if Tony Stark were real, you'd hate him. <laughs> yes, that, that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> if, if, if Elon Musk suddenly made a, a robotic suit and was flying around blasting people we, uh, with yeah. all of his billions, we'd hate him. I mean, we yeah. already, you know, yeah, you know, he doesn't have to have well, an Iron Man suit for that. <laughs> no, yeah, he's 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 already he's already what he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and whatever, uh, Twitter's a better name. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I think so too. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it, but you're right. It is a powerful statement when uh, people are kind of questioning, like, what's what's going on with this? And that's the thing, like Bendis in his books, they're so talky. They're, everybody's talking, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's there, there's a there's a good reality to that. You know how they're kind of talking and overlapping each other because you can, especially in a wild supervillain, this demon pops out of the ground fight. Yeah. Everybody would be screaming and running, and you know, God knows what. Um, whereas, uh, I, I like that, you know, we, we get Peter to kind of say to everybody, no, this is Spider-Man, you know, this isn't, because that, like you said, it does mean something because he's at this point, Spider-Man, uh, Peter was kind of a Tony Starkish character because he had gotten, he didn't gotten his company and he had all his money and he was using it to, uh, kind of be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man around the world. Yep. So it it let Miles be the uh, the kind of the met, the New York Spider Man while he got to be Spider Man all over the world, and it's adorable that he asked him for permission to do so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. excuse me, is it okay if I do this? And I, I love that Peter's like, oh, yes. At least you asked. Spider Woman doesn't ask; she does whatever the hell she wants. <laughs> I was like, That's uh, yeah, yeah, no that that was one of like that is one of the things that um it's 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 embarrassing to say as a like new comic reader. Is that I still get giddy every time I open up like a Spider-Man comic, and I'm seeing Captain America, Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, you know Kamala, and I'm seeing like you know all these amazing like characters like, and they're re- re- they're referencing other characters, they're referencing the X-Men, they're referencing the Avengers, and you know Doctor Strange, and all these things. And I'm just like, oh man, you know, people have their favorite X-Men, and people have their favorite Avengers. And I'm just like, it just makes this universe feel more real. Um, and yeah. it's just like it's 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 really cool that you know he, he comes across all the beat up Avengers and uh Blackheart, I believe his name was. Yes, yeah. He said he was the son of Mephisto, which when I hear Mephisto now, I just think about um 
WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, and all the, all that fervor <laughs> around that. Everyone thought Mephisto was going to show up. We got Ralph Boner instead. But, uh, <laughs> Still not happy about that, by the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's just uh, I, I can see myself as a younger person being like i want to be in this world and just like obsessively reading those um mm-hmm. unfortunately i just didn't have the access to do so which probably why i got some i don't know got something done in my life because i wouldn't have otherwise i just would have read comics all day <laughs> <laughs> well some of us turned out okay <laughs> uh, not me lance uh, <laughs> but no i'm kidding but uh it, it's you know it's it's funny because i'm sort of because i know exactly what you mean because um i i'll never forget you know i mean like the first real like crossover so to speak was probably in batman forever when he says the circus is probably halfway to metropolis by now and me as <laughs> as you know like an eight-year-old i went that's where superman lives you know <laughs> and then um it wasn't until you know 20 something years later we get batman v superman which you know you and i've talked about on the other show a few oh, times. yeah that, that uh, wonderful film <laughs> it's, you know it is what it is but uh it is what it is but uh it, it, it and but marvel i think uh especially with the mcu they did such a great job of building up their universe the same way that that stan lee did because in mm-hmm. stan lee's mind it would make sense that they all knew each other and would, you know, it, it, at least know each other and, and use each other. If Peter Parker yeah. needs a lawyer, he's going to hire Matt Murdock. Yeah. You know, if um, there's, you know, there's some news, there's some event going on and there's a photographer there, it's going to be Peter Parker, you know, yeah. uh, it, and somebody's and missing. You're going to go, uh, we saw a Jessica Jones reference in this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know? uh, which uh, again is another uh, Bendis's creations because I think Bendis does a really great job of writing minority characters and writing women characters too, because yeah. there's you know he has a house full of mixed children, him and his wife mm-hmm. they they've adopted a bunch of kids, and so I think sometimes he writes a little too it's a little too on the nose, but other times I I get excited because I feel like he has his finger on the pulse of something, yeah. you know. Um, and it's really just not, and I, I never feel like he's dumbing anything down. Like in this, like these missiles come at Miles. And Miles goes, what am I going to do? How do I get out of this? And and I loved that because I felt like here I am in this kid's shoes with him going, what is he going to do? You know, he doesn't know what to do. I don't know what to do, you yeah. know, because how, how do you react to that? And I love that there's that emotional reality there where he has to figure it out. And he's and his first thought is, I got to get these away from the people, you know, yeah. because, you know, I don't know about you, but my first thought might be just like, I got to get these things away from me, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's it's little tiny moments like that that you're like, OK, this is why this guy's a hero and he's not just yes. somebody else. No, it's uh yeah, I when I when I started reading it, I, I didn't know quite what to expect because I've gotten uh, several different versions of miles um, mm-hmm. so far in my like, you know, experience with them. So it starts off and he's like trying to get like dates and stuff. I'm like, okay, he's, you know, th- this, this seems very normal. And then, uh, you know, he does have the first interaction where he fights the demon and yeah. he beats the demon and he goes back. He's talking to Genki, which uh, all, all I got to say is uh, from my, 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 my co-hosting partner, Lance, I have heard, we, we finally crossed it in, 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 in our MCU podcast coverage. 
but I've heard Lance for years talk to me about the MCU taking Miles Morales' character and giving it to Peter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was never more evident to me than the beginning of this panel where he's talking to Genki and I'm just listening to the dynamic. But all that to say, one of my favorite moments in the early part of the comic was, uh, you know, he's telling Genki about the demon that he fought. And he's like, I fought a demon from hell. And he's like, yeah. and Genki's like, but you, but you know, you beat him and like, you know, you, you held Captain America's shield. And he's like, I fought a demon, man. And he's like, yeah. no, yeah, but it was great. You see Iron Man? He's like, I touched a demon. <laughs> he's like, you should wash yourself. He's like, I will, but I'll never be clean again. And I was like, that's that sounds like me and my buddies goofing off about something ridiculous. But yep. in this case, yep. he, he fought a demon. And it's like, yeah. Uh, I just, I, I immediately felt like I was hanging out with uh, a, a, a teenage kid and his mom and his dad, their dynamic. It just, it just, it was... And 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 it's it's hard for me because I I want to toe the line as like as a minority character you know talking about minority characters because sometimes I can come across as just like too pro, you know pushing minority stuff. But um, I, I felt like I like it's it's so weird and t- it's so weird as a person that doesn't get a lot of opportunities to relate to a lot of characters that I'm really really invested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to sit and watch that dynamic of like a mom and dad talk and like the the overbearing grandma grades, you must be on drugs. What drugs are you using? Not to say that doesn't happen in every household, mm-hmm. but the way it was presented felt like something I could, I was familiar with as opposed to if this was Peter Parker and it was uncle Ben and Aunt May, it wouldn't have come across the same right, as, you right. know, I would have been like, okay, I understand the message, but the feeling of it was like, yeah, I know, man, I remember my mom, my grandma yelling at me like this about, and it just felt good and like that's something that i don't get in a lot of places mm-hmm. and it's nice when you get a chance to so uh like i think you know in, in in you know bendis is yeah like you say he's he he's definitely trying to get a message across to to show people that like you know these other aspects of heroism of the of the marvel universe exist and uh they need to be explored and the stories need to be told i just i can't i i can't thank him enough because he's created you know my son's favorite you know my <laughs> my son's favorite superhero <laughs> it's mm. Morales, you know yeah. it's spider-man so like i gotta give big props to this guy because he's done a great job like i really enjoyed this <laughs> the, you know, it's it's great too because there's when you get sucked into the story like that i'm sitting there going i think the grandma is like the worst villain in this story like you know i prefer <laughs> the demon you know <laughs> and, and there's and and i say that not not as as, as in a weird way, it's complimentary, right? I'm not I'm not sitting yeah. here going, oh, that character is written terribly. It's like, no, the character's written so well that I don't like her. And that's kind of the point, you know? We're it, supposed to be in Miles' shoes and go, what are you doing? Don't, you know, you're so, invading so, my privacy. It's so it's so funny because like although like you know the grandmother is you know you know uh my so this when when I read this, this is how I interpret it and I'm and I may be incorrect on this. It, it, it's fine if I am. It's just how I felt when I read it. So I, I, I'm an only child and I was the first grandson in my family and I was the only grandchild for about nine years before my cousin was born. So I was the prodigy and hope and dreams of the entire family. Right. So every grade I made when I made A's, it was, you're the smartest kid in the world. Uh, when I made a B, it was like, what are you doing? Apply yourself. But like, I remember the pressure of my grandmother, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, you know, you are the, you are the, the, the hope and dreams of the family. And just to watch miles, just be like his grandma, just like, you're clearly on drugs because you're slacking off on your grades. Uh, 
I don't know. It just it just gave me it just made me smile thinking about my grandma. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> she's pro- like if I call her right now, she'd probably be making sure that I'm applying myself. Um, <laughs> even at this point in my life, which uh, thank you, grandma, for that. But sure, sure. No, it was it was just it was just fun to you know, yeah. But she absolutely is is the uh, the worst character. But she also is um, just kind of blinded by like her own culture, you know, yes. <laughs> like yes. uh, in her culture, it's very important. And I love that she rubs Jefferson wrong in a lot of ways because yep. there is friction amongst those two cultures in situations like, this. So, you know, it was, I don't know. It just felt like I was watching, I was reading some real people. It was just kind of like, you know, I get them. Uh, that's, and that's the thing that I think is, is great about these stories. And when, there's there's obviously less of a stigma nowadays with comic books because the movies have just dominated. Yeah. Um, but but you know for a long time I just remember being just picked on for liking comics, liking uh, liking superheroes, which is also kind of strange when like kids my age were like, oh you watch Batman, that's dumb, and it's like it's literally made for children. Like, yeah. <laughs> to tell yeah. you, man. Uh, well, you know, but, it, kids are just in a rush to grow up, and then when you grow up, you realize you wish you could still be a kid. That's all. That's I, all it is. It's it's funny because I you know, I think about that with my daughter where she's she's very smart she re- she reads a lot she loves to read yeah. and and I and I so I think of her as as advanced and she, and she is for her age but at the same time then she'll turn on Gabby's Dollhouse on Netflix oh, yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> like this is garbage I can't believe you like this <laughs> yeah. but but it's like but it's literally made for her demographic so. Yeah. She'll watch it, she'll have fun, and then their characters are all dancing around. She's dancing around. I'm just like, great, like be a kid, stay a kid. You know, yeah. I love it. Um, and I look at videos on my phone from two years ago, and I'm just like, just just gross, you know? Yeah. I, I yeah. can't believe it. Um, so I, I'm sorry to say, kid, you're gonna be short. Your mom's short, your dad's short, <laughs> your grandparents are short. <laughs> She, if she grows up tall, I'm gonna have to take a DNA test. So hey, hey, it it, it can it can happen. I think uh, I, like I said, I'm six three. I don't think anybody in my family, especially I mean, especially you know, my cousin that I spoke about earlier. I think he's only five seven, five eight. My mother's five oh, yeah. two. Okay. You know, like like everyone in my family, I tower over everyone in my family except my kids <laughs> now. My my poor wife, she's five two. Half our kids are already <laughs> taller than her, so I you know, poor her. Oh jeez, <laughs> she doesn't have to reach for many things though, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she always has a family to help her, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, getting back to what we were kind of talking about earlier, um, yeah, the the idea of 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 Miles, you know, Miles being I, I think around like fifteen in this book, uh, just kind of saying to Genki, like, I don't want to be the Black Spider Man, you know, I'm I'm Spider Man, you know, yeah, and, and I think. And you were saying it really well before, where it's like when you were 15, you probably would have thought the same thing. But now, now that you're an adult, you think differently. You think, no, no, I, I would embrace that. Like, uh, because I think there's a lot of, you know, because a lot of DC characters, you know, just you know, Black Lightning, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Black Manta, you know, like they, yeah. uh, they had to have Black in the name so that we knew who they were or something. Yeah. Because uh, John Stewart, you know, Green Lantern was literally the first uh, black character, black superhero, at least that didn't have black in front of his name. He, um, he, he was also the first. I think he was the first black superhero I ever saw. I think shortly after that was Static Shock. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, that, and that up. was that was Dwayne and, McDuffie back in the day because he 
he talked about his frustration seeing how black characters were treated and he Man, wanted to make make his own characters seeing a young black kid with dreadlocks what <laughs> that's me you know i love that yeah yeah no uh uh, yeah, no. To to your point about that, and 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 you know, and obviously, if anybody's listening to me speak, I'm speaking on like my experience and my interpretation. I'm not speaking on behalf of all African American men here, or minorities. But like, if I was 15, um, when when you when you grow up as a minority, uh, maybe not so much now. I would hope so much now. When I was growing up, there was this pressure to prove that you were more than just a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a pressure for me. You know, my name's Cavante. I had to already kind of get past that barrier of my name sounding a little challenging. So I needed to make sure that I spoke properly, that I like I was constantly just trying to show them that I was better than what they may have thought I would have been, which was at first sight, the most obvious thing about me, a black man. Sure. So there is this angst that I had as a teenager of like, I don't want to be considered a black person. I want you to see the man behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that sentiment, but now 20 years later i would look back and say not only do i want you to see that man behind me but also recognize that a black man can be this yes so that that's where i think like the 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 maturity and growth and looking back would come in but at 15 yeah i would have absolutely said like when when that conversation is happening uh and the lady is uh because you know in 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 the comic they you know, he fights, he fights the demon, people recorded it, and there's a YouTuber who is obsessed with Miles, mm-hmm. <laughs> or or the new Spider-Man, and right. she's really geeked out because you can see in one of the frames, uh, Miles' mask is ripped, and you see his face, his, or his cheek, and I, you know, can't identify him, but it's brown. Yeah. And she is a minority character, and she's super excited. She goes on a rant about how there's a Lady Thor now, and, you know, and she's just really excited about this, and Genki's like, hey, that's great, dude. Um, You know, she's happy that you're a person of color, and as that conversation like kind of went through, I I remember having similar conversations like that mm-hmm. uh, as a teenager. So I immediately got that, and I and I as I was reading, I was like, ah, he'll he'll get it one day. He'll understand one day that that uh that it's it's okay, like be be Spider Man, but it's also okay to be black and Spider Man too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not saying that Miles thought it was anything wrong with it, but just just that that mindset of constantly trying to prove yourself um, mm-hmm. as a minority. Um, I don't think that's just the case for, for African-Americans. I think any any minority from any kind of situation. I mean, yeah. if you're a minority in a situation, if, if you're sitting around a bunch of people that aren't your culture, you would want to make sure that they can see you as more than just the other, like I am just as capable as everyone else. So you right. kind of have that, you know, that's kind of why a lot of minorities walk around with their kind of, you know, r- aggressively ready to, you know, tell someone, no, <laughs> I, I, I am just as good as this, you know, so. Like I, I I understood it, and I thought that was um, because I don't know if a lot of people would read that and read a black character complaining about that as something interesting. Like, oh, that's it. I wouldn't expect it a you know a black character to say. I don't want to be known as a black character. Yeah. But um, no, that's that that's a real thing. A lot of young minorities and you know just minorities in general face where we're just like we don't we don't just want to be known as that. You know. Right. Uh, you know, uh, my, my 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 skin color is a feature of me. It, it, it it's not who I am. You know, so I th- I think that's kind of where that sentiment of his came from. There, I I I really love that because it I, I I wanted to get your opinion because it it did strike me for a second thinking like this it I hope this doesn't feel like a white guy writing a black kid's dialogue. You know, 
Like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Bendis is brave, man. I'll tell you that. Uh, he's, a brave, <laughs> he's a brave man. Uh, I commend him for it because it, it 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 is challenging and it has to be handled with care. And I I think and the thing is is that I think because you had mentioned he 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 has he has a he has a mixed family like he's a lot of modern children. Yes. So once you told me that, I did not know that from before I read that before he told me that. But it sounds like when he's writing these things, he's writing it from a place of care yes. and concern, and not just checking a box of having a minority character. Yeah. You know, because uh, that that can happen too. And you know they're, and that's where I think that frustration. People, I get that frustration. Like, oh, you're just making this person black just to say he's black. Sure. Um, but no, with Miles, like that character was handled with care and existed for a reason, and is was used as a way to introduce people to softening on the idea of not all superheroes are going to look like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your favorite superhero may not even look like you, which is an insane concept to a lot of people, but a reality <laughs> for a lot of minorities, right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I love this conversation. I think Bennett as well. I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but um, no, no please, please continue. I just, I just love that he had the balls. <laughs> <laughs> like he had the balls, man. It, it, you know, it's it makes me think of uh, also when there's uh, when there's gay characters too, because I've had this yeah. conversation with uh, a lot of my gay friends about yeah. you know, you know, quote unquote straight characters that are bisexual or. You find they discover like Alan Scott in in the DC side of things is is gay now, and a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's yeah that that doesn't happen. This this older man suddenly realizes he's gay. It's like uh, actually it does happens all the time. Know? Yeah, happens all the time. It's it, uh, I'm sorry, but like that's the world you live in. And yeah. and and there was a, a another show I was on, um, I think about a year ago, and and I said that I was like, you know, you, you got to be careful who you're spewing these things out to uh, when you're just throwing your vitriol out there on Twitter or whatever, because you never know who's reading it and who's thinking, I thought I liked this person. And now they're saying this, Yeah, you know, like, yeah. now, you know, now they're saying that like this person wants this character's trans and, you know, and th- my friend quote unquote now is pit- pissed about it. Or, you know, they cast Lawrence Fishburne as Perry white and my friend is upset about that. Like what the <laughs> hell, you know, it's just, yeah. you, I, I don't know, like people don't, you know, I mean, I, and we're all guilty of this getting caught up in our own BS and our own heads and everything. Yeah. I'm 100% guilty of it. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I think what's great about a story like this is showcasing that, is showcasing these characters as real people and not just real people, but their experiences. And like you said, their culture mm-hmm. is, is different, but it's also not unrelatable. You know, it's not yeah. unrelatable to have a grandmother who's going to be kind of a jerk, you know, overbearing <laughs> about your grades and, and yes, accusing yeah. you of being on drugs and chasing girls. I mean, we all yeah. have heard that from somebody in our family. <laughs> right, right. You know? I, I, I heard that. I, I remember kind of getting that from my dad when I was a kid because I, I, we never did anything. Like my friends and I would just stay out late, go to Walmart. A friend of mine worked at a bingo hall that his aunt ran on the weekends <laughs> and we would just play bingo until like two o'clock in the morning. So I'd come home and unfortunately might smell a little bit like cigarettes. My dad would be like, you're grounded. I'm like, but we didn't, I just played bingo, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But, uh, but then my sister, my older sister, uh, she was the one, you know, I, you know, my mom kind of joked that I'm, I'm taking the blame for her because she was always like out drinking and she got a, uh, underage when she was like 
19 or something. Um, so it's like, so I think that he was just like, well, if he's out late, that's what he's doing because that's what she did. And it's like, no, I, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't drink until I was like 19. I was at a new year's Eve party, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but anyway, um, cause yeah, I, cause I also liked the conversation between, uh, Genki and Miles about, you know, when he's talking about gold balls, who, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that character's still around. <laughs> I, I, I was. I, I was gonna. That's definitely a Lance question. I'm about to ask him after we record this. I cracked up. I was like, wait, there's a character in the X Men named Gold Balls, and I've never heard of him. That, that's a that's another Bendis creation. That was <laughs> when he when he was doing X Men, that he brought into this book for for whatever reason, and and them having that conversation. You know, Genki being like, you don't know what it's like to be chubby and Asian, and Miles is like, yeah. oh, you don't know what it's like to be black and Hispanic, and and I like that they're I, I, I didn't like that Genki just immediately is like, you can talk to me, Spider-Man, you know? Like, yeah. that was a little like, dude, what the yeah. hell what the matter with you? Identities, my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, that's a that's like Pete Ross in the in the season three episode with Chloe at the truth <laughs> serum, right? <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> trying not to spill Clark's secret. Oh my god, um, Pete, Pete the boss Ross, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Great greatest nickname ever. Um, uh, but you know it. So th that part of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I liked that um, here, here are these three minority characters, but they're, they're having conversations about like, you don't know what it's like to be me. Yeah. And, and I think that that's something I still could relate to because I remember growing up just like uber depressed and not understanding why I was sad all the time, not realizing that like, Oh, there's like an issue here because, yeah. you know, in, back in like 2004 or five, when I was feeling those things, it was kind of like a you're you're 16, 17. What the hell's the matter with you? Like, be happy. You've got yeah. you've got a you've got a good life. And I just wasn't, you know. So yeah. and then, then it's like, you know, yelling at my friends, like, you don't know what it's like to be me or whatever, like what I'm going through. And looking back, it's like I wasn't going through anything. I was just <laughs> I just yeah, needed some Percocet or something. <laughs> one of what one of my favorite things, because I'm married to my high school sweetheart. So we, we started dating at sophomores in high schools and just never stop. We just figured out ah, this is fine. We'll keep going. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, we laugh now looking back at like high school, like, man, remember how serious things were next to those lockers? Like, like remember how, like remember how that, that exam you weren't prepared for was the dread of your existence. You would have mm -hmm. rather ran away than failed that test. Yep. And yep. like, yeah, no. So like, yeah, there's a couple of high schoolers talking about, and, and that's a cool thing too, because my my oldest are reaching teenage years now and they're starting to you know develop and become little people and have their own ideas and understandings of life and they're starting to see the world through their lens instead of necessarily their parents which i'm sure. super excited to get to see that but like uh my kids are also homeschooled they don't have a lot of interaction with a lot of other kids outside of the neighborhood and stuff so i think when my kids started realizing like oh wait like we are different like oh like 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 we're, we're black we're we are a minority in the country that's something they don't have a concept of because they were born the president was black <laughs> you know yeah, like, sure. <laughs> you know like uh, the first white president they saw was donald trump so you know but, i mean uh, he's orange but you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know so as they're like developing and like realizing stuff like yeah like, a lot of that like frustration that miles and genki are showing is like yeah that that's new understanding of like Genki probably didn't have a concept of that until he got to high school and saw people looked at him differently because he was a little bit chubbier or that he's Asian, just look like them. Miles, right. same thing, being from a mixed race family, that comes with a whole lot of other challenges that a lot of people don't realize. 
I come from a mixed race family. So, you know, like that, you know, that's, that's a, that's an area for my, like my mother, my, my grandfather's white. So like there's cultural clashes and things like that, that like aren't known about unless you're in that. So no, here, here, Miles and Genki kind of go back and forth as gold, as what gold balls, what is it? Golden balls, <laughs> gold balls. Yeah. Gold uh, balls. As gold balls says, they sound like a, they sound like a married couple. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a very typical teenage conversation. You don't know what it's like, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something that I think is relatable. And, and I like that, that, that there's something in the story that, you know, we can like, you know, here we are in our late thirties talking about this stuff, as opposed to just going like, Oh, these kids are idiots. It's like, no, no, like, you know, cause Bendis sort of understands, well, I was a kid once and I thought these stupid yeah. things, you know, like in yes. the original, in the uh, original ultimate Spider-Man book, uh, like he tells Mary Jane that he's Spider-Man in like issue, I think it's 13, you know? So it's like, right. You know, right after the first year. And, and I read this interview with him where he said, like, if I got superpowers when I was 15, you better believe I would have told my girlfriend at like the oh, minute yeah. it happened, you know? Oh, yeah. I would have told everybody. I would have been the worst superhero ever. <laughs> oh my God. everyone want to know i would have been famous i would have yep. been a tiktok star are you kidding me you can make and, money <laughs> you know it, and it's and that's and that's the, the great thing you know my my friend uh zaki hassan says this you know we're when we talk about spider-man that uh or any superhero really that that's what makes them heroes so that they are people we should aspire to be like they're not yeah. you know so they're going to take the high road Whereas you or I probably would, you know, want to cash in on that, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, no, that's that's <laughs> one of one of one of the best things I think people can do. Uh because I is realize that uh uh I don't I don't want to be tested with great power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh like I feel like I'm a good moral man. I, I feel like I care about the right things, I feel like I do the right things, but I don't want to have infinite wealth teased at me because i don't know what i would do to obtain it yeah. <laughs> and so I, but i also know i'm not meant to be a superhero marine is about as hero heroic as i got <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and i'm done with that so now i'm just dead you know it's uh but even but even that you know i i i liken superhero stories to being you know i mean science fiction in general is just one big metaphor you know yeah. um uh and, and that's why people who you know sit there and bitch about star trek being woke you just want to be like, look, man, you, you've you've obviously never watched any Star Trek, you know, yeah, or people who say, yeah. I want my politics. I don't want any politics in comic books. You obviously haven't read very many comic books. You know, yeah. it's just, you well, know, and I, I mean, saw and that just comes down to I don't want politics. I don't agree with, you know, to, exactly. To be yes, yes. Or I don't want things that I enjoy. You know, I don't enjoy. I don't want to have to, I don't have to watch things that I don't enjoy, which that's like unfortunately that's like what it's down to like it's that simple but they allow a lot of other dumb pressures and dumb narratives to come into the mindset where they're like yeah it's woke which <laughs> well uh jj are you familiar in there's another great conversation about culture uh-huh. uh in black culture we have been using that term forever it wasn't just a new word it just came out a couple years ago Okay. And what we use it for is not what it's used for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh I don't think I know I didn't know this. Okay, so um you know Childish Gambino had a song a couple years ago 
uh, called Redbone, where they say stay woke. People sleep. Yes, on yes, I know that song. Yes, yeah. Okay, you might have heard people in the '90s or '80s say stay woke, brother, uh, to another black person. It was basically uh, saying don't, don't fall asleep, don't let them catch you sleeping. Always be on guard. Stay woke. Uh, be awake to the things that are happening around you. Be awake to systems and statuses and standards and all these things that go with being a minority in the country. So it was, and then when you saw a guy, uh, if you've ever seen a, 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 a an African-American person that's just like incredibly to a negative fault, just pro-black, just spewing ridiculousness, we would jokingly say, "Oh, that person's woke right there. He's he's too awake. He he sees every." <laughs> you see, so it was kind of like yeah, this yeah. endearing joke amongst us, and it's completely been turned into like a catch-all for whatever they don't like, and it's hilarious yep. because to us, they're not even saying the word right. Uh, <laughs> so okay, if anybody's okay. like, "That's why we're constantly," that's why when someone's like, "Oh, that's woke," like you see a lot of owners just kind of laughing at them about it. It's like, man, you don't even know what that word means. <laughs> it's it's that's... not your word. It's ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's really funny. I didn't. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So, they, so for when a, when a, when a, when a minority hears woke, uh, it's it, we we hear something different than what like most people who hear that word today think of it. It's really okay. funny, actually. <laughs> that you know, it's it's funny because I I I know that song. And I love that song. That's actually the opening of um of Get Out. Uh, yeah. That the song plays, which I I didn't realize, but I will tell you one thing that if you were to ever um. Let, let's just say, uh, have your own Mary Jane uh, yeah. in the comfort of your home. Um, don't watch the music video to that because uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fuck <laughs> you up just a little bit. Pardon my language, but because my sister put it on, she was like, "This is a great song," and we were, you know, both uh, eating sandwiches as they say on How I Met Your Mother, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, "You gotta, you gotta turn this off. I can't do this anymore." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, but that's Childish Gambino, isn't he? Isn't he so talented? I'm like, sure, sure, just turn this off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, but that's really interesting. So that I did not know. Um, but it does seem like something that that Bendis probably would have known and would have been. Oh yeah, one of, yeah. One of these types of books. Um, and and that's and that's something that I think because I remember um, reading an interview with Mark Wade where he was writing uh, Champions which was sort of like the, the Marvel version of like the Teen Titans um, where, you know, it was, it was Miles, it was Kamala. It was uh, what's uh, uh, like the young um, Cyclops from the past that was stuck in the future. Um, and, and somebody said something about like, well, you know, you shouldn't be writing this book because you don't, you know, you're not black, you're not Middle Eastern. And, and he was like, you know what, that's, that's a good point. So he stopped writing the book, which I just found kind of, I found that a little silly to just like he he like pigeonholed himself like oh no I I don't know I don't know your cultures so I can't write about it when you have somebody like Bendis who as you said had the balls to do it wasn't afraid to do it because he could he he knew how to find the the universal truths in in those yeah. situations and not just that but also the the not so universal truths you know of what it's like to be a black kid you know in a you know, in kind of a, in, in a charter school, you know, yeah, um, which I think that the movies touched on really, really well. Um, it's just that kind of stuff that really makes uh, Miles endearing to me because there is stuff like you were saying, you know, talk about you know what what woke really means. Uh, yeah. So I may not have known 
but I, I love hearing about it because I'm sitting here going, I, here I am learning something here. I am, uh, in, you know, obviously really enjoying this conversation and, and how great is that, that we can just like talk about this story <laughs> as, as friends and as like, Hey, this, you may not have known this, but you may not have known this. And I don't know it, there's a, there's a power to that, isn't there? You know? Yeah, no, uh, and and there's a lot of rambling. I apologize. (laughs) No, 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 man. I uh, have you listened to my podcast? I'm the king of that. Um, uh, no, that that's another good thing. In in, in reference to your your, you know your story about the guy who was writing and they're like, hey, how could you write this? You don't know. I I I understand that to an extent, but also like, for example, I'm writing a character in my novel that is a female. I'm one of my main protagonists is a female, Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of times where I'm putting her in particular situations that I'm like, hmm. I, as a male, don't know how to react to this. Uh, why don't I ask some of my female friends sure. in this situation, in this scenario, what would you be feeling? What would you be thinking? And I learn. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I try to apply that. So, yeah. but also that just gives people an opportunity to learn. I think, I think why, and you know, and and it's I, I, I guess talking about you know Miles Morales and the controversy of him and you know the frustrations that some people, I don't think necessarily with this character. But they express with uh, minority characters and stuff like that is that uh, a lot of minorities um, under, I don't want to say understand, we know how to integrate ourselves in multiple cultures because mm-hmm. we have to. And, 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 and that's not some commentary on like, you know, working or school. It's just like the facts of uh, there is a majority culture in our country and then we are minorities within that majority. And because the majority is the way things go. We have to abide by majority rules. That's nothing new. That's how everything in life works. Sure. So a lot of minorities have an understanding of how to switch into these different cultures. You typically have your culture in your home, amongst your family and friends. And then when you get into the world, you adapt and kind of bend and flex with the majority. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen on the reverse a lot. So that's why I think, because a lot of people in that majority don't even have the awareness that there is anything other than the majority. Yeah, because why would they know? Why would they have to? That's and it's kind of like something like you can't really blame them if they don't seek that. But when they're given the opportunity to learn, like, hey, I don't know if you knew this. There's a whole subculture of people over here, and they do things this way, and this is how they talk, this is how they dance, this is their history, this is how they feel about things, this is how they speak. And for you to not be interested in that is really weird to me <laughs> because yeah. anytime I get to see any kind of because that that's one thing that I. That myself as uh as, as a minority i don't know where my heritage is from outside of being you know slaves here mm-hmm. so like i have a whole culture somewhere that i have no connection to so anytime i get to see a culture and see like these ancient cultures oh we're, we're wearing this ancient outfit from what our ancestors were thousands of years ago doing this dance that we've been doing for thousands of years it's like that's so cool you know, I will. I, I can't nerd out about Star Wars lore and not nerd out about our own lore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, if I think if we change the terms <laughs> to lore, <laughs> like, don't you want to know the lore of your world? <laughs> yeah. In every culture in it. So, this is a way for people to get easy access to that. Read a comic book about a character who doesn't look like you from a culture you don't understand. And guess what? You'll end up loving them. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I read a story about a a guy um, who I I think it was it was a it was a black guy who 
would infiltrate uh, KKK meetings like in the 60s or in the 70s. Yeah. And he would like deliberate and he would like get to know everybody and then reveal himself to be black. And then people and then he got a lot of people to leave, you know, yeah. because they would become friends with him and go, oh, I get it. Like I was just being ignorant and not understanding who you are as a person. Yeah. And now I do. And I have new res newfound respect for for you and your you know lore right you know yeah. uh all, and look, at the end of the day we're all nerds man we all like star wars like you know like we we, we all like football we all yeah. like chicken we all like women <laughs> we all like men like we're, we're like we're, we're just, it's not that crazy yeah <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not that wild out here <laughs> no it's it's just you know like i said there's just there's just the their ignorance or the you know stupidity whatever you want to call it and yeah and that's why I think it's great when, when you get uh, like seeing Miles Morales be such a popular character, like like it, within the comics was great, but then uh, like a lot of us, myself included, when they announced that they were going to just recast Spider-Man for the MCU, they were going to keep Andrew Garfield on, which I felt like they should have. I was thinking, I hope they have some balls and go with Miles. Like that'd be so cool. And yeah. And maybe it was a Sony thing that they couldn't, or or just maybe they just they selfishly just wanted Peter Parker to be the first Spider-Man there. Um, I mean, it might as well have been Miles because Ned Leeds and that is basically yeah, it's, Genki. It's, it's basically, yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy how similar uh, they made the Peter Parker of the MCU to the Miles. Now, of course, now with his I guess fourth movie solo movie coming up because he's been in multiple now. I guess now technically he's the Spider-Man everyone is expects him to be like the Peter Parker who's alone and sad and depressed, which is hilarious. Right. At the end of the movie, they're like, yay, he's actually Spider-Man. He has no one. He has no money. He's depressed. <laughs> yes. <It's> like, <laughs> he's just like me. <laughs> he's just like the Spider-Man we want, you know? That's really <laughs> but uh yeah, no, uh it I I uh, we talked about this uh uh over on the Patreon it always holding a small bill. Always holding mm -hmm. you Uh Zach Lance and myself. Uh we discussed that when we went over uh Civil War about how this would have been a great opportunity to introduce everyone to uh Miles Morales. That would have been cool. I mean, obviously he's been name dropped and we've seen Prowler from the MCU in the, you know, extent we've seen all those things. But uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it that would have been pretty, pretty cool because I think it would have I and I, I say this talking about those those people who are losing their mind over um the most recent MCU phases that have more issues other than the diversity castings. <laughs> uh, some yeah. of the quality of the stories just haven't been there. Right. But I feel like if Miles Morales initiated that for a lot of people, uh, we probably wouldn't be getting as much of this, you know, internet backlash about the diversity in the MCU to this point, yeah. because Miles would have anchored that, you know? Um, so, you know, hindsight, you know, but uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Miles Morales should have been, peter in the mcu <laughs> yeah it, i mean it's you know it, it is what it is um but at the same time it's like the, i hope that that's what they build to and or why sony hasn't even done it yet um because it's like well what the hell are you all doing over there i mean you have the fantastic spider-verse movies but madam madam web and venom man you know <laughs> more oh, you know, those, the, <laughs> those uh those genius moves over there oh I, i've said this multiple times i'm like I, I i feel like i have to go see madam web i just have to know you know you know <laughs> you, know, you, you know what i i if, if everyone's panicking about the status of comic book and superhero movies i will submit this to you uh i'm a lifelong gamer Mm -hmm. And for about 10 years, 
in my adulthood, I was like, I just cannot enjoy any of these video games. I'm not fast enough to keep up with Fortnite. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> clever enough to keep up with these other things. But then suddenly, games that felt very similar to when I was playing younger games and when I was a teenager are coming out now. There's this resurgence of like military simulation games, which I grew up playing. That's why I joined the military. And I was talking to my buddy about that. And he was like, hey, man, you know what that means? Our generation is finally in charge of making the games. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Our generation isn't quite there yet to make the decisions in Hollywood yet. There's still the generation above us like, what's going to make us money? Don't worry, right. guys. Hang on. In a few more years, we're going to be making those decisions. And suddenly we're going to have these amazing connected universes. Yeah. And everything's yep. going to be great. <laughs> you know, it's that's a really good way to put it because I, I remember feeling – you know, like, just like I couldn't believe that we we got an Avengers movie, yeah. and then you know, and then we got another Avengers movie, and then suddenly they're popping up in each other's movies, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this this is unreal. I never thought I'd see this, and and I see it with some of the comic books, and haven't gone to conventions and talked to some of the guys there who are either just a little bit older than me or about my age. And we talk about stuff. And, you know, I was talking to uh, James Tynan, who did a, a really great run on Batman uh, and uh, Detective Comics a few years ago. And and I said, like, I think he's like, I, I think we're probably about the same age. He also wrote um, the three Batman Ninja Turtles crossovers. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I love this because this legit feels I can hear Kevin, not just Kevin Conroy, but, you know, Rob Paulson and those guys from the from the 80s show. Yeah. You know, I, I can hear all of them uh, doing the voices here because I feel like he was watching those and going, wouldn't it be cool if Batman met the Ninja Turtles? And like, yeah. which is something we all would have like in, 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 in that. That's kind of why, like, I don't panic a lot about seeing a lot of these different things. It's like, oh, um, like, I know what it feels like. Everyone knows what it feels like to not identify with something. Right. I just made a I just made an example of me spending about 10 years looking at video games saying man i used to really i used to play halo all night and day i used to play rainbow six vegas i used to play all these great fun games time splitters too now i can't i what is this fortnite what is this this is mm -hmm. stupid i don't like this why are games this fast why do we need to have all these things meanwhile my kids this is their golden jared they love it yeah but like yeah. i can so i can sit back and identify and say you know what i wasn't familiar with those games i never gave them an honest shot because they weren't what i was used to Right. And I bet you if I actually sat down and tried to play Fortnite with my son, I might enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of try to take that approach to everything. It's like, you know, I I don't get why suddenly this character needs to not be this this way anymore, it needs to be this way. But I can uh, try and see who knows, I might actually enjoy it. Like I I like it's okay not to understand or agree or identify with everything cuz the world isn't made specifically for the individual <laughs> yeah, so, yeah uh so that's the amazing thing about that so uh yeah it's, it's just it's just uh i i i do feel hopeful i i feel like i feel like oh sorry there I, I feel like this last bit of I, I i hope i hope i'm not you know putting my foot in my mouth in like 20 years but <laughs> i feel like we are i feel like this the younger generations because I'm, I'm i'm in a household full of them <laughs> Sure. <laughs> they seem to have a, a, a perspective on life that's shifting away from being upset about things like having minority characters uh, in prominent roles, sometimes replacing legacy characters. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't seem to bother. That doesn't bother them because the world they're being brought up in 
encourages all those things. It's right. all they're being taught. It's all they're being shown. And they're, and the best thing about that is that when teenagers, cause we were, we were both teenagers once everything adults said, we were like, you guys are dumb. You're out of touch. You don't know <laughs> things. Well, they're watching all of the adults say a bunch of ridiculous things <laughs> and they're like, I don't, I don't think that's right. So I'm not gonna listen to these stupid adults yelling about why this character exists or whatever. And, uh, that gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping by the time I leave this earth, whenever it is, we'll be hopefully more past this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, a hundred percent because I, you know, like off topic, I think we might've talked about this before, but I remember, uh, my, my dad talking about Batman v Superman, like way before it came out and going, yeah, why are they fighting? That sounds like the dumbest thing in the world. And I was like, well, that's actually kind of cool because, you know, Superman, you know, caused a lot of damage and Batman blames him. And so he thinks he's really dangerous. And my dad just looking at me like a deer in headlights, like, what the f are you talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> just like, like it, it, there's more to it than just like the good guys are fighting, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, he doesn't really care about all that stuff anyway, but um, you know, when I get, but I but I love seeing when we get these new characters like when Miles Morales was announced I thought cool let's see let's see where this goes you know Riri Williams became a, a favorite character of mine when uh, when she was first introduced you know yeah. because it's just like I and I wasn't sitting there going like oh I feel I feel like I'm you know I'm I'm doing the right thing by liking a black character now like I never <laughs> thought that at all you know there's no virtual signaling or anything like that i just legitimately was like i think miles is cool like i like this character yeah. and and i loved when the the first movie came out when into the spider-verse came out and i was like finally everybody else gets to see that he's cool too yeah. you know and then in the um and then in the second film uh, i've talked about this a million times on the show i'm just like you know lance and i had a great conversation about it mm -hmm. i'm sitting there going i think uh I think Miguel O'Hara is an asshole, you know, <laughs> uh, and he's, he's treating miles like crap and miles really hasn't done anything wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I like that this, what this story did, you know, like with the black cat and hammerhead side of it was they were like, well, the, you know, the other Spider-Man's off doing all this other stuff. Yeah, he's international. What, I like how you said that. Yeah. he's international now. Yeah. So what you, you represent him and that pisses us off. And yeah, and there was something kind of great about that too, that miles now has the burden, has this burden of like you were saying, like he has to prove himself mm -hmm. as, you know, as a, as a young black guy, but he also has to prove himself as a Spider-Man, yeah. you know? And, and that just, and, and, and the fight scene, like in the last issue in this, in this arc was just so cool and so inventive. And I was just like, this is absolutely insane to me because this, this is why Miles is awesome because he has to get out of the situation only he can. Peter couldn't have done that, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, and if people are like shying away from it because, you know, they're racist or ignorant or whatever it is, I'm just like, you're missing out on a really awesome character, an awesome comic book. Um, and I, and I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there's, there, 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 there's great stories to be told from, um, from every walk of life, from every culture. Don't if 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 you are a fan of storytelling, if you're a fan of heroism, then you're gonna find it in a multitude of different ways. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm 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 super thankful for 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 Bendis and his 
uh, creation of this character. And I love that people are not afraid to go forward with them. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, it's, 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 I, it's, this has been really good for me. Cause like, it's, it, it is that thing where every once in a while I have to remind myself like, Oh, like this is something that, um, you know, my house has a very, uh, youthful feel to it. Me and my wife are outnumbered by a bunch of Gen, Gen Z and Gen Alpha kids. <laughs> sure. Uh, and there is this vibrant youth that is like infectious when I'm talking to them mm-hmm. because they don't, they, they have never seen the world um, like we were meant to like, like, like we were shown to see the world or like sure. they haven't seen a lot of the ugliness. Um, they have the internet, which is a whole other side of ugly that they're dealing with. <laughs> right. But uh, a lot of things like the, like I will show them a trailer like I remember uh, Miss Marvel, I showed them a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, "That's cool." N- never a thought or question about what she looked like or where she was from. Yep. That's just not something that tracks in their brains right now. Yeah. Uh, and that, that 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 that's so exciting for me because I hope that's a trend that continues. Not that we don't need to recognize those things. I'm not saying let's, let's be colorblind. That's not. Oh God, don't do that. But mm-hmm. um, let's just normalize. You know diversity in characters uh and it not being for a checklist because man i'll tell you i'll tell you something because you were talking about great examples of conversations uh you know we talked about genki and miles having that conversation about their both perspectives of being that um and we're talking how bendis seems to do this from a place of care and not a place of checking off a box right uh on my podcast the favorite show i love arrow they have an episode specter of the gun where they are trying to check boxes off instead of handle something with care and everyone can see it, but man, it, 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 it grinds the gears of each minority that has to be subjugated to that, to be, uh, to be, um, you know, placated to like, here, this is for you. And it's not for us. It's so they can say they did it. Uh, that's problematic, but, um, and, 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 and it can be spotted from a mile away in a lot of situations, but, Right. Um, reading this, it's just like, man, uh, this dude really wants to give um, my kids someone to look up to. I'm forever grateful to that guy for that. You know, like yeah. it's just dope. Like, uh, and and the fact that like he isn't a black man himself, or he isn't his, but you know, he's he's a white dude. He's like, I'm just gonna create this bomb character looks nothing like me from a culture that I'm not, you know, naturally a part of, and I'm going to put this on a pedestal and show people a different angle or something that they probably wouldn't have seen or uh if it was done by a black creator um god help him getting it this much exposure you know <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, you know oh. I, th- that's that's the thing that that really uh that always gets me about about these you know when when these characters are well done they you know I, you know like like lois lane is a good example too you know being like a, a strong female character which yeah. she was in those original action comics um, but it's also, uh, you know, and for a long time that you know, she wasn't that because of, you know, men and all that, but <laughs> yeah, the, the times, yeah. Jesus Christ, men. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, uh, it's, again, a whole other conversation, but, yeah. but I, but I love that we can, um, uh, we can, when it's quality writing, I'm not sitting there going, wow, this white guy really knows, or, or this man really knows how to write a woman or, you yeah. know, this, this white guy really knows how to write black kids. Like, no, it's th- this guy knows how to make a character that on maybe a surface level that I can't relate to, but 
I'm excited to learn about and um, and understand. I understand their lore, right? Um, yeah. Because that that is is so much more exciting to me than just being like like oh it's a isn't it cool? There's a black Spider Man, and then because there were stories like these what if stories that came out a couple years ago. Lance and I talked about them a little bit, where uh, it was Miles. What if Miles? It was Thor. What if he was Captain America? And a lot of people reading those were like, those were checklist things, you know, yeah. like th yeah. th th these aren't okay. And, uh, and yeah, it's and like, yeah, no, I, I, I was, was going to say, you know, I'm oh, sorry. I, I was, I was going to say that you, you, um, you were mentioning, you know, about, uh, about, you know, not necessarily connecting initially with the character, but you know, you're interested in it, but we were speaking earlier about that subconscious. Yeah this may be from the perspective of, of a half black half hispanic man with his grandmother yelling at him about grades but mm -hmm. you jj have been in a situation where your parents or somebody was yelling at you about something they did not know they were wrong they were incorrect yeah. but they knew they were right and it's like so yeah you may not be able to connect culturally with that but you you can see the similarities in your experiences and i think that's a really pivotal important part in that too because yeah I don't know what it's like to uh, to be a rich man to watch my parents get killed in the crime alley and then dedicate my life to being a ninja and beating up bad guys at night. But like, <laughs> I grew I grew up without a dad, so I know what it's like to like miss your father. And I and when I see Batman talking about missing his dad or you know trying to live up to the shadow of a man that he has projected his father to be, completely understand that. Yep. I come from a totally different world, but I can still connect with him that way. So like, because the stories are generally universal. You know, yeah. and I think that's the important part is missed. So, yeah, but no, like, yeah, it's 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 great that people get a chance to read characters like Miles. And then throughout all the differences, they can be like, hmm, I kind of know what that feels like. I remember trying to ask a girl on the date in high school. Yeah. I remember being awkward. I remember reading these things. OK, maybe we aren't so different outside of, you know, these differences, you know, but right, right. Uh, and that's that's breaking down a barrier. And um, that's why these things have to happen. Uh, yeah. and they're not always comfortable, but, uh, they are absolutely needed. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's what I always say on the show. It's, it's that emotional reality that, that speaks to me. And I find myself, uh, you know, I don't know if you're the same way, but as I've gotten older, I'm so much more fascinated with the, the character arcs more so than the action, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, no, that, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> that's why that's why I jokingly, uh, jokingly, because I because I don't want to upset an entire side of the internet when I talk. I'm going to say something about Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, oh <boy>. that, <laughs> That's why as I've gotten older, I found it harder to to get behind Zack Snyder because um, a lot of times I can't follow his stories very well. Um, mm -hmm. I am blown away by his visuals. He's one of the most amazing visual artists I've seen in his medium in his job. Absolutely, and I'm always blown away by the visuals as I see. But as I've gotten older, I don't need that as much as I need a really, really deep and fascinating character uh, to get behind because, you know, that that matters more to me at this point in my life. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm not saying Zack Snyder's a horrible director. Please calm down. Snyder Cut was fine. Everybody relax. Relax. <laughs> relax, relax. We all, we, all all like the We're all <laughs> we all like the Snyder Cut. We just don't have four hours all the time to keep watching it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I've covered that one. Trust me. <laughs> it's, we're, we're good. It's done. We're good. Um, we're done. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing that, um, you know, and I, I said to, uh, I said to Lance, you know, like say what you will about Thor, love and thunder, but my favorite parts of the movie were the parts where 
it was Thor finding out about Jane's uh, cancer mm. and finding out that her turning into Thor was exacerbating it. And, and he was really like, you, you can't do this anymore. And he's like, please, I don't want you to die. I was sitting yeah. there going, why wasn't the rest of the movie like this? Because this oh, is yeah. great, you know? Um, instead, we got these screaming goats. And <laughs> um, we, we recently covered Ragnarok yeah. uh, in the MC pod. So uh, we were, because Zach has yet to see Love and Thunder. And Lance <laughs> and I did not hide our disdain for that experience. Sure. Uh, and so Zach did not enjoy Ragnarok. And I was like, oh, boy. If you didn't enjoy this, <laughs> well, that's, you just that's, wait. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I, you know, I, my best friend and I saw that movie. We were like, we laughed our asses off the entire time. But when the movie was over and we left, we were like, yeah, it wasn't that good though. Yeah, Like no. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the same feeling I got watching, um, watching stepbrothers. I went with an ex-girlfriend or you know, it was girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And we were cr crying, laughing the entire time. And when we left the theater, we went, that was a terrible movie. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's funny and that's all it needs to be. But, you know, as you know, as, like I said, as we've gotten older, you want a little bit more than that. Um, although I have gotten a little bit back because there was a period in my life where I was like, dude, Billy Madison's one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. And I rewatched it recently <laughs> and I was like, I stand by that, but this movie is also friggin' hilarious. <laughs> a lot of those movies hit different now as, 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 as an adult and as a parent than yeah. as you did when you were a kid. Like I, I've laughed <laughs> at so many different movies that I didn't laugh at when I was younger because I understand them now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and and that's where stories like this, uh, like like Bendis, I think, is really fantastic. When there needs to be action, there's there's great action. He lets the artists do what they need to do. Yeah, but when there's art. Uh, and and she's amazing. Like I uh, I I met her a couple times at New York Comic Con, um, and she was really sweet. And I think she I think she's Italian. She had she had a thick accent. Um, which I was not expecting, you know, no. again, one of those things that you just sort of expect everybody to talk like you do. Yeah. But then she's like, she has this accent and I was like, where the hell is that coming from? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's like the first time I heard Sacha Baron Cohen talk in real life, not as one of his characters. And I was like, yeah, I still feel like he's, he's messing with me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's uh, so it's, it's great to, you know, read stories like this and and see that there's a um that there's there's action where there needs to be action and it's fantastic but then i find myself just as moved and compelled by the emotional beats mm -hmm. because otherwise you know it would just be this like forgettable thing i'd be like well that was kind of cool you know throw it in the pile and walk away it's like no this is something i you know when uh we were talking and you were like you know i don't know much like you know suggest something I thought like, well, this is really great because, you know, again, a good jumping on point, but also like, there's just a great, there's a great story here too. Something that is more than just Spider-Man beats up the bad guys, you, yeah. you know? And, and that's, that's, that's why I have this whole show, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah no, no, it was, it was, it was a great suggestion. I'm going to actually, because I, I, I signed up for Marvel Unlimited. Awesome. And I have a free trial for seven days <laughs> and I'm going to try to read uh, everything he has on that. Cause I know I'm, I'm going to start getting number six, which was civil war two. Right. I know I'm going to be lost, but I'll, 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 I'll ask Lance. <laughs> He'll get me on track. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh he's great about that. Um, so uh, Kev, this has been, stop it. It's 
freaking cat has jumped in front of me like five times in this conversation. Um, good, <laughs> uh, Kev, this has been such a blast. I'm so glad we got to do this. Um, yeah, man. So if people are swigging around the interwebs looking for you, where can they find you? Uh, well, primarily on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, at uh, chill under it's my it's chill us which is how you say my last name c-h-i-l-l underscore u-s but if you want to hear me rambling like you heard me rambling here about something else other than spider-man you can catch me on always hold on to arrow with my uh beauty and brains co-host uh lance laster uh i'm also in another podcast always on to star wars i guess you could probably figure out what that one's about with uh with my good buddies chris and joey and if you want to listen to always on a smallville i occasionally hop on there to hang out with zach and I'm on his Patreon, where we talk about all the things that make the MCU the MCU. Actually, side note, little funny thing about that podcast. That podcast was created after the three of us saw uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Awesome. <laughs> so that movie got us so charged up about the MCU, we decided to do a podcast covering everything about the MCU. <laughs> That's awesome. Um uh, as for me, you can find me at Spider-Man Books on Twitter. Uh, you can also email me, SpiderManBookClub at gmail.com. Um, uh, if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please write a review, subscribe, get those buds in ears. Um, also, uh, feel free to follow my uh, other my personal account, which is 4ComicJunkies. That's F-O-R Comic Junkies. And um, uh, that podcast, 4ComicJunkies, Kev has been on a couple of times. Um I, I loved the. Uh, I, I was thinking about this before we were recording when we talked about um, uh, Green Arrow Quiver a couple years ago, <laughs> uh, and I was like, I was like, I felt bad like asking you to read this because it's so dense and full of DC history, oh, no. but it's a it's a crash course and it was pretty cool. So that was yeah, a I fun conversation. Um, but yeah, so uh, folks, uh, please, uh, you know, like I said, write a review, subscribe, um, check out our other episodes, stay tuned for what's coming next, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, and as always, we will end with, with great power. There must also come great responsibility and Excelsior, as Stanley would say.